Hey nerds, welcome to the Binging Librarian Podcast. I'm your librarian, Christina, and the library is officially open. This episode is The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern. The circus arrives without warning. It is simply there when yesterday it was not. Within the black and white striped canvas tents is an utterly uniquely experienced full of breathtaking amazements. And it is only open at night. But behind the scenes, a fierce competition is underway. A duel between two young magicians, Celia and Marco. Unbeknownst to them both, this is a game in which only one can be left standing. So jumping straight into it, Marco and Celia are our lead characters and they are supported by a variety and a large cast of other supporting characters even characters who I didn't even think were important or essential to the story that later on it come to find out they were but really Celia and Marco are the leads and they are the two magicians that have to go head to head against one another and what's interesting in how the author wrote them is that she didn't start with them being adults like she actually took the time to go back into their past so that you as the reader could see really what they had to go through and what they had to deal with to get where they are so with celia as a little girl we're introduced to her and she was like it was almost like she was dropped off to her father Hector who is also just as great as a magician and he reluctantly takes her in before he kind of pimps her off for this competition and what I mean probably pimp off is probably like not that great of a description but essentially what I mean by that is he goes to Marco's instructor which I'll get to and it's like pretty much I have I have my player like let's do this like Celia doesn't have any say on whether or not she wants to join and she's just a little girl but he also puts her through the worst type of trials where he would like slice her fingers open and she had to learn to heal herself or just even things with with birds like killing birds and teaching that to be a lesson like he was the worst father ever that was how she was brought up and raised and she just put all of that into the circus life marco on the other hand he came from a completely different background where we find him in an orphanage in which the man in the gray suit like adopted him or took him in and cared for him and also taught him his magic and marco's not like Celia where she's on the stage every night performing tricks and the audience loving him he's not like that he's more like the behind the scenes with spells and 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 keeping the cast of characters safe and just making sure the circus is running so it's really two different upbringings for this competition but I personally think that Celia was the better magician I think she had a lot more power that or tricks up her sleeve than Marco did. 
that's all I'll say. I won't even touch on the competition itself. What I will say, though, is because this did happen to me. So what I will say is if you are looking for fantasy story where magicians are competing and dueling like hardcore, I'm sorry, this is not it for you. I feel like I was misled based on the summary. I really thought it was going to be like Hunger Games style, almost, even though that's not that period. But I did think it was going to be like a fight, more drama than what it actually was. So not to be misled, but if that's what you're looking for, you're not going to find it in this store. As far as the writing is concerned I do think that it was very interesting that the author decided to break the book up into five sections and within each chapter of the sections it's a different location as well as a different year so this story does take place over the late 1800s early 1900s and I think she did a great job of showing how the circus traveled versus just being like hey the circus traveled (laughs) she did a great job of showing versus telling also another thing about her writing is that before each section she writes from a first person perspective so it's kind of as if you are there you're experiencing the circus at night and you're seeing the lights the black and white tents the smell of popcorn wafting through the air i think she just does a really good job with imagery The only downfall that I have with it are the flashbacks and flash forwards. I get overwhelmed with having to try to keep up with where I'm at, what time, and then having to remember what I read during that period. Like, so for example, if something happened in Italy between Marco and the man in the gray suit, and then, you know, I read five new chapters and then I have to go back. I have to remember their state of mind and what happened and what was said i hate seeing it on the screen i hate having to read it because it gets to the point where i'm not paying attention to the year the date or the location i'm just reading and i have to pick up with context clues as to what what happened previously with those particular characters it's not a make or break but I'm just saying like if you're not into flashbacks or or flash forwards well there's a lot of it overall I actually really did like this book I don't want to go too much into what happened or with characters too much because I feel like it'll give stuff away at least not in this section now the spoiler part that's you know that's where I'm going to kind of go a little ham but as far as this I really like the book on a scale. I would give it a three rating with a bag of popcorn because it's the circus. And for me, that's actually good (laughs) because I'm not a fan of the circus or circus related things. The only two exceptions that I have aside from this book are the greatest showman soundtrack, not the movie. I refuse to watch it. And the fourth season of American Horror Story Freak Show. Freak Show is in the top three of favorite seasons from that anthology. My like for the circus is very limited. So the fact that I even picked this up, made it part of my personal library collection is a big deal. 
after reading it, I think that this would be a good contender to make it into a show because everything's made into a show now. And I looked it up and come to find out, first of all, this year is the book's 10 year anniversary. Did not know that. I thought this thing came out like four years ago. So the fact that this is 10 years and it's still hyped up, I think it like that's really good because I see this circulate quite often from my library at work. But anyways, I looked it up and apparently that they're supposed to be making this into a movie. The production has been extremely slow. Nothing has really updated as far as what's happening when it's coming out, who's going to be in it, which is a little unfortunate because I really would love to see who they would choose to play what part. That's not a make or break for this book. I was just really interested to see who they would choose to at least have a visual panel for each character. Oh, somebody said that Celia is like an Elsa from Frozen. She doesn't look like her or, or really act like her, but I can totally see that comparison just because of how good she is with her magic. So if you want a visual, you can start with Elsa from Frozen playing Celia. That's all I have for this non-spoiler section. So if you don't like spoilers, thank you for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at The Binging Librarian. Let's discuss after you read it. And I'll talk to you soon. Now, let me really go into some of the characters. I have to say that I had two favorite characters. The first character that I really liked was Hector, who was Celia's father. I know he's not likable. He's not meant to be likable. He's the absolute worst. But at the same time, I liked him because I felt he brought an edge to the story. The man in the great suit also did as well, but particularly Hector really brought this edge even with him dying and him appearing as a shadow to Celia whenever he pleased really it, it was like you thought you got rid of him when he died but he just keeps on coming back and going back as far as him bringing an edge I do think even though the circus was only open at night nighttime has this ambiance People were having a good time at the circus with the magic, with the shows, with the performers and the acts. Everything almost feels perfect or perfectly splendid, if you will. There's not really a dark aura to it. And I feel Hector really was the edge, that that dark edge to the story. And I liked it. He's not likable, but I did like him. My other favorite character that I really liked was Kiko, who was the contortionist. You find out that she played the game. She literally, she had played this game before 80 plus years ago. So she knew what was going on with Celia and Marco. And she understood the whole love that they had. And she was kind of over it. And I was with her <laughs> towards the end where she pretty much speeds up the gaming process. I was totally here for her. If I had been a character in that book, I would have been right there with her getting secondhand smoke because like she did not care anymore. She was like, y'all have been prolonging this game for as long as I can take it. Like let somebody needs to die. Obviously those are were not her words, but 
I felt that in my bones. So I really liked her. And I did feel gypped with her as a character because the amount of times that we had to go through with flashbacks, I do feel that the author could have spared two or three chapters of just Kiko and her being in the competition herself with her lover. Like she had to kill her lover. So again, she understands the game. She was the last person standing in her competition. So she knows what's up. I think the fact that there really wasn't a competition between Celia and Marco, like an actual competition for us to see, the least she could have done was give us a real competition with Kiko and her competitor. That's all I'm saying. As far as Celia is concerned, I liked her. I think she was, she wasn't too innocent, but she was like innocent enough that was bearable for me. And she knew how to play the game. At least she did up until she realized Marco was her competition. That's where it kind of went downhill for me. And that's where it kind of became a love story and which I was over it. But Marco, on the other hand, Lord, he was soft he was a chump. He was a sucker. He had no backbone. I could not stand Marco. With The issue that I had with him is he was with Isabel for years. Like It's not like he was with her for a couple of months, but he was with her for years to the point where she was helping him hold down the circus, especially while he wasn't there. She was holding him down too as a man. Celia realizes who who he is and 0.2 seconds later he's in love with her actually I do think that he probably was in love with her when he met her at at her own audition Celia's audition but he didn't break up with Isabel then like he told her who she was and he was still with her he had the audacity to be shocked when Isabel acted the way that she did when he like broke up with her or kind of he didn't cheat on her physically but he kind of cheated I just did not like him and he was a sucker because like I said before I do think that Celia was the better competitor I think she had better use of her magic and she if she was a savage she could have played him but unfortunately she was not but (laughs) there was a scene where they they do the deed right and she wakes up before he does and she takes his blueprints the blueprints that are that keep the circus safe with spells she takes those blueprints and leaves no see you later no note nothing just takes and runs steals them and run and (laughs) he eventually finds her And instead of him being pissed off and upset and angry, he just says, you know, you really could have just asked me. He really kind of hit her with the what's yours is mine. Sir, this is a competition. Oh, man, he irked me to my core. I just did not like him. And that's why I felt misled because in my own mind of this, how this story was going to end, I really thought Celia was going to play him with the, with the savagery, with playing innocent and nice, and then 
backstabbing him and front stabbing him to win the game. I really thought that's that's how it was going to play. Not even close. Not even close. And I was disappointed because it just how it ended was I won't say it was predictable because the whole magic part of this book is a little confusing. There are rules, but you don't know what those rules are. It's kind of trial and error almost um, with these characters. But I don't know. I just wish she was a savage and had killed him so that there was one person standing. That's just me. Again, it wasn't predictable, but just how it ended where they brought in Bailey, Poppet, and Widget to uh, kind of be the anchor for the circus. Celia and Marco, it's like they did die, but they didn't die. They were very much real, but not. And they used Bailey to be the anchor. And he, Bailey missed the train to begin with. It was kind of like, oh, every action led up to this moment for Bailey to be the anchor or the proprietor. Um, okay, I did not see that coming, but just how it ended where they were able to be together was predictable. I really don't have much to say about the other characters. I mean, Bailey and Poppet, not that their love story was random, but I do think towards the end of the book, it was rushed. Like in general, I think the ending was rushed. Instead of taking some of the time to like kind of develop and flush out other characters. I think it was just like, okay, well, this is what's going to happen. Bailey's going to be the proprietor and that's going to be the end of the story. And to me, it just really didn't make any sense for two reasons. One is in the book, Celia talks to her father and she does ask like, what happens to the circus when the game is over? And Hector says the circus is merely a venue. It's a stadium, a very festive coliseum. You could continue on with it after you win, though without the game, it serves no purpose. So, okay, the game is over. Celia and Marco are together, dead slash alive, not really sure. So what's the point of the circus? And that also leads me to another confusing part of it with Kiko, the contortionist. She played the game as well, again, over 80 years ago, and she won, and it wasn't in a circus. It was another playing field. So I guess where I'm confused at is the game is technically over. So what happens now? Will they all move and pretty much spectate another game? Another competition? Will there be another competition? Considering that Hector is dead, but like the man in the gray suit can still see him. Celia can still see him. Where do we go from here is where I'm confused at. And that's what I have. I do think that it was a good story. I would have preferred she had listened to my mind and ended it the way I thought it was going to end <laughs> with Celia beating the crap out of Marco. But you know, you win some, you lose some, I guess. Let me know what you think. Let's discuss. Follow me on Instagram again at the binging librarian. Let's talk about it. I'd love to hear what y'all have to say. And with that, the library is officially closed.